Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. brand new episode of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host Billy Powell and it's Friday yet again which only means one thing and that is that we're back bringing you a football news in under 10 minutes episode going over and giving my opinions on all of the major talking points from the past week and it's been a bit of a crazy one to say the least. Um, Before we get into the episode though I just want to announce that we are now on TikTok Um, I'll be posting clips from the episodes on there, so please do go over and check us out. It will be greatly appreciated. Starting off the episode, though, and we'll be going through all four of the Champions League games that took place. And starting off with Sevilla's trip over to Germany, where they played Borussia Dortmund. Going into this game, Dortmund had a 1-0 lead, and I don't know about you, but even without that lead, it always seemed like there was only going to be one team that were, <laughs> that were going to go through, and that's no disrespect to Sevilla. They're a great team, but Dortmund and Haaland were just always going to be too much for them. Saying that, though, Sevilla were good. They created a lot of chances. Dortmund's first goal was really against the run of play. But that goal was Haaland's 19th Champions League goal in just 14 Champions League games. And just 20 minutes later, he had his 20th. Just to put that into context, it took Messi 40 games and Cristiano Ronaldo 56 games to reach the to reach 20 Champions League goals. But Haaland, only the 14. There is no way that this guy wasn't made in a lab or something. He can... There's no chance that he could be human. He's so good. And yet he's just got a release clause of £65 million. If he's not in the Premier League next season, then I will be absolutely gobsmacked. Man City should, should be, and probably will be actually, all over him. And it's not even worth thinking about, really. Just imagine that. Mares, Foden, De Bruyne, Sterling, all behind someone like Haaland. 
would just well and truly destroy any side in the Premier League. Saying that, though, is complete shithousery for that penalty he scored for his second goal would be very welcomed in the Premier League. With Vardy not looking at his best in recent weeks, maybe Haaland can take over the reins of the shithousery king. Moving on to the Porto-Juventus game, though, now. And Porto were going into this game 2-1 up, aiming to hold on to their lead. And this was probably one of the best games of football I've I've seen in a very long time. I don't know about ever, but I've seen in a very long time. It literally had everything. Red cards, penalties, disallowed goals, free kick goals. And just the whole game in general was just open and expansive and was just the perfect advert for the Champions League where a team can win, lose and draw the exact same match of football. Just crazy, just crazy. Um, Porto Sergio Oliveira opened the scoring from a penalty just 19 minutes in to put Porto ahead 3-1 on aggregate before Federico Chiesa got an equaliser. Um, Porto then got a player sent off on 55 minutes for a soft second booking. But 55 minutes down to 10 men, Porto against the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, there's only one ending, surely. Well, with Chiesa grabbing another goal to go ahead for Juve and level the tie on aggregate, that's the way it was looking. And with 30 minutes still to play to get a winner, the odds were massively in Juve's favour. But Porto, in all fairness to them, dug in, stuck together and sent it to extra time. With five minutes left of extra time, Sergio Oliveira bagged his second of the night from another set piece when he smashed a free kick under the Juventus wall and somehow managed to squeeze it past Chesney, which pretty much saw Porto step one foot into the quarterfinals, with Juve having to score another two goals to go through because of away goals. Adrian Rabiot then scored a header just a minute after that Porto equaliser, which of course meant that Juventus had three minutes plus added time to get an equaliser. But Porto just didn't allow them as they saw themselves go through to the quarterfinals. The game ended 3-2 to Juventus, 4-4 on aggregate and Porto went through on away goals. Try explaining that one to your kids. In all seriousness though, the way that that Porto side played was just incredible. A very special mention to Pepe and Mbemba, though, the two centre-backs. 38 years of age, Pepe is. He's played at Real Madrid for the majority of his career, and it showed. He knew everything that was that Ronaldo was going to do. And just completely, I don't know, he, he just made him go missing, basically. Mbemba, former Newcastle reject, again, same as Pepe, just absolutely bossed it. And very well done to Porto. The way they played, they fully deserved to go through. Next up was Liverpool's game against RB Leipzig when they went into the game with a comfortable 2-0 cushion. And although I didn't watch this game, from what I gathered, Nat Phillips is the new Virgil van Dijk who will just head anything and everything in his way. Fabinho, who is a midfielder, is better as a midfielder. And Thiago, who can't defend, shouldn't be a defensive midfielder. They're the three main things that I took away from this game. And that Mane and Salah both got goals and are on back and are back on the score sheet. But yeah, we all knew that Liverpool were going to go through anyway, didn't we really? With PSG 4-1 up on aggregate from the first leg, 
It would have taken a miracle from Barcelona to have turned this around. And in all fairness, they gave it a bloody good go. And if Messi could take penalties and Usman Dembele could finish, this could very well have ended in a miracle with Barca going through. But it just wasn't to be. PSG got the first goal from a very soft penalty, which pretty much just killed the game off before Messi got a goal back with an absolute screamer. An incredible goal from about 30, probably more yards out. Um, Just insane. But after that, just on the stroke of half-time, Barca won a penalty. And we all know what Messi's like with penalties. He's just not good at them. And the fact that he's the best player to ever play the beautiful game of football, and yet he's been consistently shocking at penalties throughout his whole career, He's just a bit mad, really. Imagine those penalties he missed had gone in, or even 90% of them. He'd have so many more goals. But, oh, well, that's just just the way the cookie grumbles sometimes. But if that penalty had have gone in to make it 2-1, 5-3 on aggregate, I genuinely believe that Barca could have gone on and win it and won the game and probably have gone through. But it just wasn't to be, and as I said... That's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Moving on from the Champions League and back over to the Premier League's midweek game where Man City took on Southampton. The last time Southampton played a game of football in Manchester, they lost 9-0. Man City couldn't quite inflict that kind of pain on them, but it it was pretty close. Um, Kevin De Bruyne managed to save my FPL and get his fourth and fifth goals of the season. Riyad Mahrez was able to get his eighth and ninth goals of the season. As Ilkay Gundogan was able to get himself on the score sheet for the twelfth time this season. Five goals to Man City, but unfortunately, but fortunately, sorry for Southampton, it wasn't all bad. James Ward-Prowse and Che Adams both got on the score sheet, and although nothing special. I guess they were able to kind of sweeten the blow, I guess. Either way, though, it was just a relentless attitude from Man City. Uh, They were just so good from from start to finish, which, I mean, it's not anything new. Um, One thing I do want to take away from this game, though, and, and talk about is that staying on your feet is now being punished. Phil Foden was brought down by Alex McCarthy in the box, of course, but Foden tried to stay on his feet and play on. Once nothing came of what happened, the penalty should have been given. It was a clear penalty in any kind of football, at any kind of level, it was a penalty. But because Foden stayed on his feet, nothing came of it, which is unfair and ridiculous, really. But the crazy thing is that this isn't the first time it's happened either. As a youngster, you're brought up being told to stay on your feet as much as possible. And yet, when it's at the highest level of the game, it's constantly being punished, which is just wrong. If a foul is a foul, then it should be given as a foul, regardless if the player stays up or not. And it's a real shame that players are constantly being punished for their honesty, whereas players such as Fernandez are praised and applauded for simulation and going down when they're barely even touched. It's sad and it shouldn't be happening, but it does and it's wrong. It's out on TikTok. Hopefully we can grow and gain a decent following on there, but it's still early days. If you did want to go us, go and give us a follow, sorry, it's the same as our Twitter and Instagram at LTFootballPod. Take it easy, have a nice weekend and I'll see you back here on Tuesday 
where we will have our very first guest. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.